Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 245. Now, there is so much information out there, isn't there? Like you're constantly feeling like a chicken with your head cut off and wondering if anything you're doing is actually right. Sound familiar? And if you're feeling that way today, I want for you to just take a deep breath, pat yourself on the back and remind yourself that doing anything is better than doing nothing at all. Now, today's episode is dedicated to the top five mistakes I currently see entrepreneurs making. And hey, they are mistakes that I find myself making too. Like I am not guiltless. And so I want to walk you through the five biggies and then give you the solutions on how to stop making these same mistakes with your time, with your money, your words, and your beliefs, because it is time for you to get to work. And I want for you to do it with confidence that you're not messing this whole thing up because you, my friend, are anything but a mess up. So are you ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to TripActions for supporting Gold Digger. TripActions rewards travelers for saving their company money. Go to tripactions.com slash gold digger, complete a 30-minute demo with a TripActions account exec, and get a $100 Amazon gift card. Mistake number one is this. You are waiting for permission or for perfection. How many of you are waiting You're just waiting. You're waiting for the perfect time, the right amount of money, the updated website. You're waiting for someone to affirm you. You're waiting for validation. You're waiting for the answer to have it all together. A lot of our lives are wasted simply waiting. But I want you to stop making this mistake. Waiting is making you play small. It's making you miss out. It's delaying your dreams. 
Perfection is killing your pursuit, and I hate that. So let's talk about the other P word, permission. I feel like a lot of us have walked through life waiting for permission. We've sought out permission from our parents, from our peers, from educators and instructors and coaches. Our lives have been spent waiting for permission and affirmation to do the things that we love because those things give us the confidence to believe that we can. But let's talk about what this whole dream chasing business looks like, because last time I checked, there was never a dream chasing 101 course in college. Now, there aren't people out there qualifying you and grading you or cheering you on as you spend your nights Googling how to turn your passion into profits. And dang, I wish there were sometimes. There aren't things like report cards or status reports to tell you that you're finally qualified to pursue that one thing that you've been thinking about pursuing. It doesn't work like that. And that's where you're messing up right now because you're busy waiting for all of those things and they're not coming. And so you're busy spending your life playing small and you're sitting there waiting. I wish you could understand and see the amount of DMs that slide into my inbox every day of people simply wanting permission to pursue their dreams. They want me to look at their account or check out their blog post or see their portfolio or try out their product so that I could tell them that the dreams they have are worth pursuing. But guess what? I'm a words of affirmation girl myself. But every time I see those messages, every time I read those, I shake my head and think to myself, if you are waiting for me to tell you that you can actually go for it, that it's time, you're not going to get very far. Because there is nothing that I can say to you that makes your dreams more valid. There is no amount of words that someone else can say to you that finally give you that permission you're waiting for. Like you have to decide that it's important enough to go after it. The thing about this whole journey of dream chasing is that the only person that can give you permission is you. You have to want something so badly that you are willing to stand firm in the belief that you are capable and that you have this unwavering conviction that you are going to prove the naysayers wrong. Because guess what? You are going to face more critics than cheerleaders, but those people will become the ones that you're excited to prove wrong. And soon enough, you'll totally start to forget about them. I know sometimes this might sound harsh, but the truth is, is that there are no permission granters out there when it comes to chasing your dreams. If that desire in your heart isn't strong enough, if that conviction isn't running through your veins, then you will likely never truly succeed. I remember when I left corporate America and I started my business. And one of the things that shocked me the most was that I wanted validation. I mean, heck, let's be honest. We still all want validation. Why else would we show up online and watch and pay attention to those likes and comments, right? But the thing is, is that if I waited for people to tell me I was ready, I would have never begun. And so if you find yourself listening to this episode today and you're still in that season of waiting, it is time. Now, mistake number two is this. You don't know how to talk about what you do. We were on a walk and we ran into our elderly neighbor, Bob. 
Now, Bob hadn't met us yet, and so he stood at the foot of his driveway in his dicky sweatshirt, and he told us about his sweet wife, Mary Lou. We got to talking, and of course, the question came up about where we work. And now let me first preface this and say, I hate this question, especially when I approach it with an assumption that the person who is asking simply will not understand what it is that I do. And so when we told Bob that we both work from home, we went down the gamut of explaining what a podcast was and how we can work from anywhere in the world, and we quickly changed the conversation. But that night... I was thinking about you and how you probably do this a lot too. It's like we don't really want to take the time to explain what we do and we aren't quite sure how to tell people about it. And it kind of doesn't feel like this real thing or a real job. And so we glaze over it and move the conversation onto something else. Like I cannot be the only one who does this. Are you guilty of this too? Maybe you just assume people won't understand. So you say something like, well, it's kind of confusing. Or maybe you downplay your success or perhaps you hide behind that nine to five job title instead of sharing what you're really working towards or what you're crazy passionate about. So what would it look like if you felt confident in your answer the next time someone asks you, what do you do? What would it feel like to share that side hustle or your passion or your dream with confidence? What if you didn't assume that people wouldn't understand and you made sure you could explain it in a way that not only helped them to understand, but made them interested? Because if we can't even share what it is what we do with people who are asking us, how the heck are we going to actually get out there and do the damn thing? I never swear on this podcast, but this was necessary. What if when Bob had asked me what I did, I told him, I run an online business dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs to pursue profits and passions and that I educate women through my podcast and online courses. And yes, a podcast is like a radio show and a sermon combined. Now, even if Bob isn't familiar with the World Wide Web, chances are that he can understand that I'm an educator and that I teach people online. Even if that conversation ends there, I at least expressed what it is that I do and gave Bob a chance to be interested in it instead of glazing over it and changing the subject. If you're struggling with how to answer that old uh, what do you do question, scroll way back to episode number 31, where I teach you how to write an elevator pitch. But really quickly, I can sum it up for you right now by giving you these questions that can help you craft the perfect response. I learned a ton about how to speak about what I do through building a story brand. It's a great podcast. It's a really compelling show to listen to, and it gives you some really awesome takeaways about how how to really tell a story with your brand, but also how to speak about what you do. So question number one is who do you serve? So for me, I serve mostly female entrepreneurs. Shout out to all the dudes listening to this show. I see you. I love you. Number two, how do you serve them? Example, through my podcast and online courses. And three, what is their end result? So for people that encounter me and the way that I show up and serve them, what is the end result? I empower them to pursue their passions and profits. So to sum it all up, I serve female entrepreneurs through my podcast and online education and thus empower them to pursue their passions for profits. 
It is so important that we get confident in verbally expressing our dreams and speaking them into existence. We have to stop hiding and start boldly allowing ourselves to step into these roles and to feel worthy and competent in doing so. The more you say it, the more you believe it. And the more you believe in yourself, the more others will believe in you too. Now, mistake number three is this. You are not willing, you're simply not willing to start small. It is so funny to me because I am so deep, like eight, nine years deep into this entrepreneur game. And sometimes I forget what it was like to just start. But when I really start to think about it, I am reminded at how small I started, how every little bit added up over time. It's so easy to compare yourselves to strangers on the internet. Am I right? Like you see these people who seem like they are overnight successes, but the truth is, is that you are jumping into their story in the middle of it. You miss those years of grinding, of pinching pennies, of saying prayers that this whole thing would work out. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience here. One of the biggest mistakes I see people making is that they're simply not willing to start small. They don't understand that sometimes in order to make those dreams into reality, you have to grind. You have to, and I hate this word, you have to hustle. You have to do things that you don't necessarily love in order to afford you the ability to do what you love every day. I mean, I am all for inspirational quotes and posters and sayings, but I feel like there is this false narrative out there right now about how everything we do in this life has to be passion forward and how it's okay to abandon responsibility or to let go of certain gifts when we just simply get sick of them. But if I've learned anything about creating and building a successful online business, it is that most days looked a lot like time being spent doing things I wasn't crazy about just so I could make money to fund those passion projects that were so deeply embedded into my bone marrow. There's this quote, and I can't quite remember exactly how it goes, but it's like being an entrepreneur means that you're willing to live like no one else for a few years so that you can live like no one else for the rest of your life. And I totally just summed that up and the source is unknown, but you get the point. Like when I first started my business, I was working 50 hours plus a week at Target. I was training for a full marathon, running a wedding blog, trying to learn how to use my camera, planning a wedding all at the same time I was working on starting a photography business. For an entire year, I did all the things in order to gain stability, to gain that stability that it would take to make the leap. I didn't just walk away from my nine to five. I used it to help fund my bigger dream. The same thing happened when I realized that maybe wedding photography wasn't my true passion anymore. Could have been so easy to be like, hey, I'm done. I'm not passionate. On to the next thing. I'll figure it out. But the truth was I needed to stay in the game. I needed to serve clients well. I needed to show up because sometimes you have to do things that you're not totally wildly passionate about, that you don't totally love in order to get to a point where you can simply close that one door and fully open the one you've been waiting for. You know me, I hate the word hustle, but guess what? 
Sometimes you've got to grind it out. Sometimes you've got to focus on paying the bill by any means that you can before you can just live that life of pure passion. So I want to encourage you today. Don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to have a side hustle for years. Don't be afraid to work slowly towards that bigger goal. Don't be afraid to sell one product or to offer one service. Don't discount the power of one. And definitely don't feel like you have to, quote, follow your bliss every single day in order to live a good life. There are so many people who are abandoning the things that got them started, who aren't willing to do those small things that they don't totally love in order to gain the freedom to pursue their wildest passions, who maybe feel like they're too good to keep doing some of the small stuff. But in reality, it's all of those small things that slowly add up and lead to the bigger things. I have met so many people who have this grander vision for their life, and I love that. Like I'm a dreamer too, but I am also a realist who knows that you have to climb up the ladder rung by rung. And I've never lost that hustle that got me started all of those years ago. So frankly, don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to do the things that you are already doing in order to get to where you want to go. Okay. Booking business travel is outdated, time-consuming, and costly. Half of business travelers don't even use their company's travel management platform or their company doesn't even have one. Check out TripActions. They take the pain out of corporate travel with a complete solution that helps businesses save and keeps employees happy. It's a first travel management platform designed from the ground up with the road warrior in mind. With booking made easy via the app or desktop, they even have 24-7 support around the globe and incentives for employees to save on travel expenses. Companies big and small see over a 90% adoption rate and save up to 34% on travel travel spend when they use TripActions. Companies from Lyft to Sara Lee's Frozen Bakery use TripActions for their business travel. They reward travelers for saving their company money and they'll reward you just for checking them out. Head to tripactions.com slash gold digger and complete a 30 minute demo with a TripActions account executive and you'll get a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. But it's this month only. So head to tripactions.com slash gold digger for a free demo and a $100 Amazon gift card. You're welcome. Mistake number four is this. Your why isn't obvious or strong enough. If I were face to face and I asked you first, what do you do? And then I asked you why, just point blank why. What would you say? Like, could you look me in the eye and tell me exactly why you are a photographer or a designer or why you sell skincare products or why you became a social media influencer? Like, I really want to know, do you know and can you communicate your why? And I know this whole topic of your why can sound a little wooey or it can make you roll your eyes or you could think, well, duh, I know my why, but I just don't know how to explain it. But it's important. One of the things I find in entrepreneurs is that they either A, didn't have a strong enough why to begin with. And to be honest, I don't think simply making money is a strong enough why to keep you passionate for a long time. Or B, they forgot their why along the way because it got buried under the to-do list and the daily tasks. And maybe when they turned their passion into a job, it suddenly felt more like a job and less like a passion. 
Or C, they haven't pivoted or allowed their why to change as they've grown on their journey. And let me tell you, buckle up because entrepreneurship is this crazy roller coaster of a journey and you're not going to be the same person you were when you started. I remember what my about me said on my website verbatim when I first started. It said something really wooey, like I roll my eyes when I think about it. Said something about my love of documenting love stories and how love stories are meant to be told and preserved and passed down as heirlooms. And that is all beautiful. It is absolutely true. But is that my true why? No. It was what I thought I had to say. It was what I thought people expected to see. And guess what? If I went to a hundred other photographers' websites right now, I'd probably see something along those lines. But why did I love weddings? Why did I believe that wedding photography mattered? Because I've always been obsessed with weddings. Why did I become a wedding photographer? Because I wanted every bride who hired me to be able to live their wedding day again over and over and over through my eyes. Because my eyes wouldn't miss a single moment that mattered. The ones that they didn't even realize were happening, the ones that would matter to them most a decade from now. Now, when you're starting out, your why can sometimes be strongly crafted by what you're consuming. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like when you follow all of these people who are doing what you want to do and you slowly start to talk like them and your captions sound like them and your images are inspired by theirs and you never really stop and ask yourself, Why am I doing this? This is my why. Your why needs to be woven in everything that you do. It needs to be clear. It needs to be communicated. It needs to be the thing that you wake up to, the thing that makes you dedicated to want to make this whole thing happen. My current why, it's changed from the one I just shared. Because my business has changed and I have changed. My why is to impact the masses with the best free education out there so they feel empowered and worthy of chasing their wildest dreams and building businesses that support their lives and not the other way around. When I wake up and use that as my foundation, as my ground zero, I am going to make sure that my time is best spent doing the things that get me closer to that, that I am spending my precious time on the things that will move that needle the most, and that I'm not letting little distractions hold me back from that bigger mission, that bigger mission of impact. Because when you have a strong why, it can serve as your ruler that you hold up and you ask yourself, is every decision moving me closer? Is this in alignment with my why? Yes or no? My friend Katie Salvage was on the podcast and she talked about her method of why times five. And so if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you don't understand this whole why business, I want you to employ Katie's method. So basically... If I were to meet you and I said, what do you do? And you told me, I would say, why? And you'd likely give a kind of whimsical answer. And then I'd ask you why again. And I'd keep asking you why five different times. And by the end of it, you would get to the heart of it. Because the more that I ask you why, the more that you have to really dive deep and think, why do I do this? Why does it matter? Why do I show up in this way? Why do I care about this business? And so use that method if you're feeling stuck, but I want for you to stop making the mistake of not having a strong enough why. I want for you to wake up every day and have that ruler to measure up 
against so that you know that every decision you're making, every minute you're spending is getting you closer to that why. Mistake number five is this. You're simply not willing to invest in your dreams. This is a biggie. Maybe that's why I saved it for last. Let me first set a scene to help you understand this a little bit deeper. Let's say you wanted to go out and you were going to start a bakery. What kind of things would you have to do before you could even open your doors and make your first dollar? Well, first, you'd need doors, right? So you'd probably have to rent out or build a space. You'd have to invest in tools like an oven and baking items. You need to go out and buy all the ingredients. You'd probably purchase a sign. Maybe you'd even get some advertising. Before you could even make a single dollar with your bakery, you'd have to be willing to invest in this dream of running that bakery and that dream wouldn't happen. You couldn't make a single dollar without having made those investments, right? So why is it that we are afraid and hesitant to invest in our businesses? Why are we hesitant to purchase the tools that will get us there faster? Why do we question if we should buy a course that will teach us skills that we don't know? Why won't we invest in ourselves and yet we expect others to believe in us enough to invest in us? (laughs) I remember the first investment I made when I started my photography business. I was using whatever dollars were left from my paycheck for my corporate job in order to hire a graphic design student to make me a logo. I had to do things like make a logo and purchase a domain and have a WordPress site. This is before Instagram even existed. And it was the first time I really said, I believe in myself and my dreams enough to put down money. But then when I really had to put my money where my mouth was, that was when I decided to purchase an ad. And let me tell you, It's not something that I totally advise for now because I think you can run a successful business without paying for ads, but the market was a lot different eight years ago. I remember I was driving to work to Target in my Grand Prix and I had decided, basically was convinced to purchase an ad for a few hundred dollars each month in order to try and reach brides that would hire me. And while I felt sick to my stomach because purchasing that ad spot meant I was going to really have to do this whole thing and be all in, I was also smart enough to realize that if I booked just one wedding off of that investment, it would pay for itself. Like I sat down and I said, okay, if I'm going to spend this amount of money every month, it's going to equal this amount for the year. And if this investment just finds me one bride it'll be worth it. It'll pay for itself. That simple reasoning has been the exact way I've approached investments over the last eight years. And it's still how I choose if something is worth investing in. Do I really believe it can get me a result? And what will I have to do to simply break even on that investment? So for example, I sell an Instagram course. You've heard about it on this show. It's called the Instagram lab. It costs $297. Inside that program, I teach you how to know what to post, how to talk about your posts, how to plan them, how to convert your followers into actual paying clients. Now, let's just say you were to invest in that course. What would you have to sell or how much work would you have to book in order to break even? I'm guessing it wouldn't be that much. Now, when I look at things like that, I ask myself, am I willing to do the work that it takes in order to ensure that I'm making a wise investment? Because 
any time I've invested in my business, it's always required some level of work that I've gladly signed up for because it makes me have to show up and to prove that I made a wise decision, that my choice was the right one. And I'm not actually seeing that happen a lot anymore. Like people aren't sold. They're not convicted on their own dreams enough to actually invest in them. And then they don't understand why others aren't believing in them. I remember when I signed up for that ad, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, do I believe in myself enough to invest in me? Like if I'm going to ask people to invest in me, I have to believe in myself and believe that what I'm putting out there is worth investing in. And you don't have to confuse this and go out and buy one of my courses, though you're totally welcome to. But I do think it's important that sometimes you have to buy into your dreams and to face a hard decision that actually stretches you and makes you wonder, am I really going to do this? Am I willing to make it work? Do I believe in myself enough to invest in me? No one can make that decision for you, but it's one that when done right, it can pay off. Because you, my friend, you're not a fool. You know when you're willing to show up. You know when something will help you. You just have to be willing to invest in yourself. And a mistake I'm seeing a lot of people make is that they want to just launch this business for free. So there you have it. The five big mistakes I keep seeing entrepreneurs make. And I hope that this episode does all the things that you've been waiting for. Like if you've been waiting for a sign to get started, if you've been waiting for permission, I want you to know this is it. Like this is your sign that you can grant it to yourself. If you've been wondering your why, you're now equipped to know it with conviction. If you've doubted investing in yourself, know that I trust that you are a brilliant CEO and that you will choose the right things, the right tools, the right educator for you. You don't have to stay in this place that you're in today forever. You are not a treat. So keep on moving and never forget that imperfect action makes things happen. I'm over here cheering you on and reminding you that you absolutely can and will do it. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if today's show inspired you, just take a quick second, take a screenshot, post it up, share it with the people that you love, because together we can do this. And just know you've got a number one cheerleader in me. Until next time, keep on digging those goals and I'll chat with you super soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.